0: You guys are awesome to be here in the cold. So, I got to say, you did good. Yeah. Almost as good as me making one of these. We're doing something different. Uh, if you get here early enough, we're going to try to open up our little coffee shop back there. $4 dollars a drink. If you're good at making goodies, and this is to help raise money for Celebrate Recovery It's really good, too. But with that, um, it's awesome. There's some other announcements. Maybe I'll think of them later, but we're going to get into this. We're in lesson two, and we are talking about how we admit we are powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors that our lives have become unmanageable. Looks like a. that's where I got. No, I didn't get it from that. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Our podcast—it's on iTunes now. (laughs) I figured it out. How about that? Oh yeah, I'm telling you, I figured something, huh? (laughs) Surgical, general surgeon—I don't know. Anyways, but we are—we're happy. Had, we've had quite a few, uh, I know we had a little volume issue on it. I don't know what the deal is. It was working, and then it wasn't, so we're, we'll figure it out. But it's awesome that we get to, uh, we're reaching people from not just in this area with that. But we are learning how we admit that we are powerless. Principle one says, realize I'm not God. I admit that I'm powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong thing and that my life is unmanageable. The thing is, change can finally happen when we admit we are powerless. How many of you started to truly see change in your life, in your recovery, once you said, I can't do this on my own? I am too weak to do this. I am beyond able to manage this. We have to admit that our ways did not work. As much as you tried, as many different avenues that you tried, that you tried, that you tried, they did not work because they were your ways. So God has a promise, and he's ready to give it to us once we're able to give up denial and false power. If you think you got it, Martha said she's ready to teach denial again, so... We'll send you, we'll do a one-on-one denial lesson with her. But there's four actions we have to do. First one is stop denying the pain. I left my little clicker back there. I'll read and talk. How about that? Yeah, it's just on the little thing by the steps. steps. But stop denying the pain. We talked about denial two weeks ago, how to get out of it. Psalm 6, 2 through 3 says, have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? This is David showing his pain has surpassed his fear. That is usually whenever we start to get out of denial, when the pain is beyond bearable of the fear that we have put in our life. To get rid of pain, you got to face it. Look it dead in the eyes and then step through it. The second thing is you got to stop playing God. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one, hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. He says money here because that was a big issue back then for a lot of the ones he was talking to, but put whatever your addiction was in money. You cannot serve God in alcohol. You cannot serve God in attention. You cannot serve God in drama. You cannot serve God in porn. You cannot serve God in laziness. Let's fit everything in this. The Bible uses this word, serving the flesh, in that it's a word for our human nature, our sin nature. We try to control our selfish desires. How many times did you realize, oh man, it kicked up again. I'm going to try to get a hold of it, but I didn't last time. So what makes me think I'm going to do it this time? But I'm going to try anyways, because why not? I got to control. We devote ourselves to one and despise the other. God will not do what we are supposed to do. God has given the Israelites in the Bible, this promised land, said, I'm giving it to you. You know what they had to do? They had to go take it. There were people living in that land. He said, I'm giving this to you, but you're going to have to go do the work. God, I want you to take this out. I want you to take this pain. I want you to take this addiction out of my life. Let go of it. God can't let go of it for you. You have to let go of it. God wants you to do all that you can do That way he can do all the things you can't do. So admit you can't control your life. You can't beat your addictions by yourself. Have you ever realized sometimes we're trying to do a job that someone else was meant to do? You're in the way. So he said, stop denying the pain, stop playing God, start admitting our powerlessness. That is a real word. Matthew 19, 16, or nineteen twenty six says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are. Oh, you guys sound awake. But with God, all things are. Awesome. awesome. They got to hear you on the podcast. Now, I'm excited right now until about maybe week 16, and I don't know. No, I will. Jesus says this after talking to a rich guy. Easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man into heaven. We keep doing things we don't want to and fail to do the things we know we need to do. We see we don't have the power to change. We get frustrated at it. Have you ever got so frustrated at it because you can't change, you haven't changed, and you, so what do you do? You just go back to what you were doing because I know how to do that. I know how to do it wrong, and I think I feel good, but I don't. But then you have to start admitting that our lives have become unmanageable. With this, we say we're out of control and powerless. You didn't spiral out of control all at once. It started small. It started really small and it's like, I, I think I'm in control. I'm I'm in yeah, I am. Next thing, you're six feet underwater and you're like, I'm still in control. And you got all these weights just pulling you down. With this, we say we're out of control. Psalm forty twelve says, For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. I got 99 problems and too many sins to count. When the pain is great, when the pain is greater than our fear, you will be honestly ready to take the first step into s- stopping denying the pain. So we're going to talk about a few things. Whoa. wow, no, whoa, whoa, go back. No, man, I had this all. This is, forget it then. I had a cool picture up there too, man. We're talking about powerless. Proverbs 29, 23 says, Pride brings a person low, but the lowly in spirit gain honor. Ignorance plus pride plus power equals a deadly mixture. When we welcome God fully in our lives, we have no room for pride. He makes us aware of our true self. And you have your only ifs. Only if I had, only if I had hidden it better. Only if I didn't take as much. Only if. When we admit we are powerless, we start walking in truth rather than living in the fantasy of rationalization. Luke 12, 2 through 3 says, There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will 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 bear in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. You got worry. Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. How many of you have your to-do list for tomorrow? Or how about the rest of this week written out? One person's honest. Way to be out of denial. Everyone else is. Or you're a procrastinator and you just haven't written your to-do list yet. How about that? There we got more hands. <laughs> to-do list. Oh, each day has enough trouble of its own. Have you figured that one out yet? I'm trying to worry about tomorrow's problems. I haven't even gotten through half of today's. This is a form of not trusting God enough. Stop focusing on what we can't do and stop focusing on what God can do. One of the things I learned was we got to stop telling God how big your problem is. Turn around, look at your problem and tell him how big your God is. If God wanted you to have 36 hours in a day, he would have gave you 36 hours. So stop trying to plan on your to-do list for those procrastinators who are getting ready to I'm helping you out. Plan for 24 hours of to-do work, not 36, because you ain't going to get it done. There are things on our to-do list that God isn't wanting us to do. Then there's escape. We've tried to hide from our hurts, habits, and hang-ups by getting involved in so many things. So many things that tear us apart. And we're drained of precious precious energy by trying to escape reality. God gives us true escape. Ephesians five, thirteen through 14, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The quickest way from one point to another is a straight line. We ask God for a way out. And escape, but God gives us the way out by going through it with us. I remember I was right before everything came crashing down in my world. I asked, God, get me out of it. I was looking for my escape route. One thing I do remember is, I'll get you out of this. After you let me carry you through this. And there's resentments. This is an emotional cancer when it begins to fester. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anger is the foothold for Satan. It takes a lot to let go of resentments. Offering forgiveness to those who have hurt you doesn't just free them. It frees you. Loneliness, this is a choice. This is a choice to be. Stop waiting and letting, trying to wait for someone else to come rescue you. Take the initiative. We just sang the song, There's Power in the Name of Jesus, that he can give you the power to step out of your loneliness. Find somebody. Stop believing the lie that Satan gives you that says, no one's going to understand you. That is the biggest lie that so many people avoid coming to here, coming to to churches, coming to anything like this because no one's going to understand me. I just ain't going to go. What's amazing is when you still go anyways, you realize you're not alone. I think I talked about it last week. Let's take that Dairy Queen sign off the church. Church sign and put You are not alone because there's always someone there that has gone through this. There's always going to be someone that's going to go through it that you can be there to help. Hebrews 13, 1 through 2 says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. then there's emptiness. That's that one of the most scary feelings to have is emptiness. We want to be full, but you can't find that thing. You, you search for it and you search for it, but after you consume whatever it is, you still feel empty. What's better? What's a better feeling? Get in your car, and your gas tank is pointing to E or pointing to the F. I think that's a giveaway. John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to still kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the f- full. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Not emptiness, but full. Then there's selfishness. Luke 17, 33 says, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it and whoever loses their life will preserve it. What causes us to get to our rock bottom? What caused you to get to your rock bottom? Have you ever stopped to think about that? Then there's separation. But this is not permanent. We seek God like we're trying to find Jesus. You know, have you ever said, has anyone ever came to you and like, man, you must have found Jesus. You found you some Jesus in your life, didn't you? It's Like, no, because I had it wrong. I was trying to find Jesus when the thing is, he was looking for me the whole time, and he found me. We sing that song, Reckless Love. He's searching. You were one of the 99 that was lost, and he was searching for you. You thought you were searching for him, but you had no clue. Sheep or dumb. I'm sorry, I've never seen a smart one. I've seen some jump off the back of another one, and some just faint for no reason, but that's what we are like. Romans 8, 38 through 39 says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else of all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So are you truly ready to begin recovery? You know, some of you have been in this for, for a year now, at least, or, or months, some many years. Some Someone's your first time here. Someone maybe just second week, I don't know. It seems like your first time, isn't it, Curtis? <laughs> are you ready to stop denying the pain? This doesn't go for just anyone who's just recently coming off in an addiction. It's, it's anybody because there's other pains that we buried deep down, that we got to find a way to pull out. Are you ready to stop playing God? Are you ready to admit you're powerless? Here's what happens when we admit we are powerless. We receive power. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You receive power. You receive renewal. Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. You will overcome. First John four, four you, dear children, are free from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You receive mercy. Psalm 28, six praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. Nothing is impossible. Impossible becomes possible through Matthew 17 20 says, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Whatever trial, whatever struggle, whatever temptation comes in front of you, you can say move and it will move because you have the power of someone greater than this whole world. You receive the Spirit, 2 Corinthians three seventeen. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is power, power freedom. I was going for freedom, that's what the Bible says, freedom. but free <laughs> Where the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. freedom. And then there's endurance. 2 Timothy two ten. So I'm willing to endure anything if it would bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. You can go from powerless to the promise that God has given you. Just like the Israelites, they went from powerless in slavery under the Egyptians to a promised land that they had to step across the Jordan River. They, the Jordan River parted. Did you know that just like the Red Sea, it parted. The only way it parted, though, was not by Moses holding his hands up because Moses had died and he didn't get to enjoy this. God told Joshua, go walk into the Jordan River. They had to take action. You have to take action in your life to re- receive recovery, receive this promise. God's not going to just do it for you. He gives you the power. He gives you all of those things, power, renewal, overcoming, mercy, impossible becoming possible, the spirit and the endurance to do this. But you got to get up. Your past can't control you when you allow God to control it. So if you'll stand with me as we recite the serenity prayer. I don't have anybody back there. I better go do it. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time one moment at a time. Not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever.